Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. This week's guest is Enya Martin, uh, an Irish comedian, and Sarah Tomash, uh, an American-based comedian, both absolutely hysterical. So have a listen to the episode, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we chat a bit about when to say I love you, both. Uh, girls have been in serious uh, long-term relationships, so they give a bit of advice about that. And then, yeah, we just have general chats, so... Uh, enjoy and I'll talk to you at the end of the episode we were we were just talking about um how mean people are on TikTok uh you think they're mean (laughs) I've had nothing but positivity on TikTok but I don't have the numbers that you have and I feel like once you reach a certain amount of views you start getting the hate that way that's what I don't understand. Like when people get so annoyed, um, you know, by someone they don't even know. Like they, they obviously never met you. They don't know you. They don't know anything about you, and they could just keep scrolling. But they actually just what I don't get is they actually get so angry and like so agitated, and it's like just keep scrolling. Like why does this bother you so much? <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of funny though that yeah. you made somebody have such a visceral feeling. It's such a funny. That you can do that to somebody that you can create. They just hate you by doing one little post. Yeah. We're we're literally just trying to make people laugh. And we that gives us joy. And it's so funny that they're like, how dare you try to make me laugh? <laughs> like, yeah, they get really upset. Like, I, I don't know how, I mean, I don't, I haven't talked to like musicians or anything, but I don't think they get nearly as much hate that comedians get. No. I think it's because we can just have opinions and get away with having certain opinions. You know, we can kind of say what we want on stage and have the artistic license to say it. Whereas like if a musician came out and said it, they would feel less entitled, I feel. Yeah. I guess because musicians are just like love or, you know, hate. And then we're like, my arse. I don't know. And they're like, (laughs) fuck you talking about arses. Yeah. Who wants to hear a racist joke? (laughs) oh god but yeah so uh what I kind of wanted to talk to you about about wait are you if if you don't mind I know you're married Sarah happily long how long you married Uh, we just celebrated three years oh congratulations that's great thank you (laughs) and I read online but it was from 2018 so I don't know if that's still going strong that you were in a long-term relationship are you still with your boyfriend me yeah oh yeah we're together 12 years but we're not engaged or anything we don't want to rush it (laughs) okay so that sounds great <laughs> passive aggressive and you you guys met in school right um we met in vivo do you remember vivo <laughs> i'm still afraid that some because i i've many of times have gone to look for my bebo just because i'm afraid if i ever manage to get successful i don't know why but that someone would find my bebo and not find anything bad that i've said but embarrassing shit because i'm pretty sure i was yeah. like you know like inspirational quotes or something Ugh. <laughs> oh like the height of immaturity um is probably what my people would be known for i mean i was only like 16 15 16 when i was using it and yeah like it but it but it's gone now like it's it's literally gone you can't find your page whatsoever oh, and i'm kind of raging because there was a lot of like cool photographs um that i would have loved to kind of see now you know like 10 12 years later um, just like really cringe wordy photographs of like being in school and whatnot but yeah oh well yeah. lesson learned I don't even know what Beeble is oh you don't they didn't have it in America I don't think so really it was a bit like Facebook it was before Facebook came on the scene and I was kind of up there with MySpace it was like a kind of younger version of MySpace 
Yeah, I think we were more into MySpace and then it went directly into Facebook. But I don't think I don't I don't think I know anyone that did how do you say is it Beeble or Bebo? Bebo. <laughs> people okay <laughs> well I think I, I wanted to go back a few years ago because the love of my life is a uh, friends with me on vivo and I'm sure he's not actually the love of my life but when I was 17 I met some guy in Andorra we had this great one night and then we were friends on vivo and then a few years later when when Bebo was deleted I was like oh I wonder how Nick is and then I couldn't go on to look and I was like oh how can I stalk previous romance romances do you know his last name? Yeah, Nick Birch. So, of course, there's a famous Nick Birch. So, we're on an FBI that shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody finds him, he lives in England. And we had like one of those phone romances for like six months or something. And we never even had sex. We were, I was just 17, you know. And um, yeah, I don't, it just fizzled yeah. out. He was planning to see me. I was planning to like run off to England. Oh, it's very dramatic. What about? Yeah. What about MSN? Did you have that, Sarah? MSN? I don't know. What's that? That was like Is that a messenger service or something? Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm actually a little bit older than you guys, but I feel like <laughs> some of the stuff I missed I'm I'm too late on. So you had like a Windows PC back in like 2006, 2007. Oh wait, you would probably have had MSN on your computer. Um, it was just like yeah. an instant messaging service. Okay, but um, yeah, it was just like I suppose a quick way to talk to friends and stuff like that. Because we would, would you be the same age as me, Katie? I'm twenty seven. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm twenty nine. I'm gonna be thirty in four weeks. So sorry, oh. just you know, I'm having yeah, just wanted to drop that. <laughs> <laughs> around wait. your era as well like wouldn't have um yeah that would yeah we'd be the same so wait but you you mo- like sarah how how old are you if you don't mind us let me ask oh no i'm i'm uh 42 you're 42 oh, i yeah. thought you were like two years older than me most oh my god like what what moisturizer are you using <laughs> i don't know it's called zoom clean up your appearance <laughs> <laughs> i know i by accident and have do you I have, have a, a ring light too? Oh, you have a ring light. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I know. I want to walk around with my ring light outside in real yeah. life. <laughs> because you know what's been happening with me? I've been thinking, Jesus, I look brilliant in the pandemic. But actually in TikTok, it automatically goes to beauty mode. And then I'm yeah. using the ring light. And then I go outside just walking around, no makeup on. And I get a catch of my glimpse. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm looking a bit tired. But, <laughs> all the mirrors and all the reflections should have beauty mode on it now so we always just live this and eyes people's I eyes i think we would feel happier yeah. i want to like i want to kill myself when i see a, an unflattering photo you know when you accidentally have your photo flipped on and then you see your <laughs> kind of like this for a brief moment it's awful yeah <laughs> And so, but did you guys have, so, because we had MSN, that's what it was called, right? But you had mm-hmm. uh, AOL. Is that not the same thing? Or am I being an idiot? I think it's the same thing. I didn't get, um, AOL was big or Messenger, but I think there was a time period where I wasn't really on computers for a while. Like I was just out drinking or going <laughs> out. Like I didn't work because I was doing stand up and I was never in an office for a good chunk of my 10 years yes you would have been in your early 40s um around when we were kind of like late teens like 18 19 so yeah Yeah. maybe it was just like what did they call that kind of thing um like a different generation Yeah, yeah that's what it was 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I sorry, I'm probably making a lot. That's fine. <laughs> well, I remember MSN like you would chat to your friends and stuff, but I also remember some guy like wanking himself in front of. Uh, in front of us on it like so was that msn where random people could like <laughs> oh i think that was follow me or something like that wasn't it i don't know i just remember when we were younger like me and my friend and we got drunk but we were like 15 or maybe 14 and uh just going on i thought in my brain my memory it's msn but it might not have been and some guy just wanking in front of us and i was like laughing like we had told him we were way older and stuff yeah, he was raging then when he, uh, I know, it's not awful, horrible, but he was raging then when we wouldn't respond because we were like, pretended we were like an older woman with boobs and stuff. Yeah. Oh my God. I, uh, there's that thing called like chat roulette, right? That should be yeah. for those. You can oh, do yeah. that kind of stuff. And It might have been that actually. I remember chat roulette. Ugh, I can't even say it. Roulette. Roulette. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> seen the YouTube videos where like they record, um, people being kind of pranked on chat roulette and stuff like like you said like where you pretend that you're someone else and then you're not and like you come up on screen and you're like dressed as like the cookie monster or something. <laughs> I've seen that on TikTok there's a puppet who does it and he's like show me or whatever. The elbow or something I think it's elbow. Oh it's so funny. Just again, so funny. like so aggressive. Um, do you know what I did want to actually talk to you guys I don't know why I got this into my head but oh why did I get it into my head someone was talking about uh, when to say I love you and then I just started talking about it to my friends and everybody had such a different opinion and then I was researching it and all of the fancy people you know like people who were educated in this stuff like psychology today and Oprah magazine um, <laughs> they all had such strong opinions that were all different so I was like oh that might be wow. fun to chat about and obviously you yeah. two are in love yeah. successful <laughs> long term <laughs> that's a tricky one but i'm an advocate for the guy that has to say it first oh yeah yeah i just feel like i don't know but although i have heard statistically that guys fall in love faster than women do yeah i read that i read that as well apparently a guy statistically you can't say that word they'll say within a month whereas a girl will usually wait a month and a half if, if yeah. she's left to say it i think if you say it too soon though i can kind of freak you out a bit it's like we've only been seeing each other for like three weeks it, there's i suppose it is different to everyone like when is the right time to say it like when's too soon if you know what i mean yeah there was a great thing that i read and it was like saying I love you means different things to other people and you have to know what it means because I say I love you I've said I love you to my laptop a couple of times like you know I yeah. say I love you to cats in the street I'm very like <laughs> loving and I love uh, saying yeah. it so it means something very different to me so yeah if you're and then you can have someone who their family might never say it and it's very precious and to say that so 
it's like it's so hard each person's so different yeah I think Joe my husband said it pretty early that I didn't even take it that seriously because I we were friends before and that I already knew that he had uh he could fall in love pretty easily and I was like whatever (laughs) did you say it back or did you say whatever (laughs) no I think I just said it because I'm like I'm not gonna leave it hanging I can always leave if I don't you know what I mean like I'm like, I'm sure if I do love him, it'll eventually turn into love. It's just easier to be like, I love you too. But like, I just didn't take it that seriously when he said it at first. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how long was that though? I don't know. I want to say within like a, like a month or so. Yeah. That seems to be a lot of my friends are saying between a month and three when the ones that are in serious relationships that I've asked. Yeah. Uh, I think I actually the guy that I'm with now like I'm with him 12 years um, but I had like this relationship I was only like 15 at the time so it was like real puppy love um, and I was seeing him for like a month or something like that and I was absolutely heartbroken that we broke up so the guy that I'm seeing now is literally like to make him jealous <sighs> so I'm like <laughs> seven, seven, 12 years later. I'm working I'm still playing him yeah <laughs> That's you're still seeing if he's looking at your stories and stuff <laughs> you're like quickly get into a couple photo <laughs> yeah it was like so like it took me a while to say it because I still really liked uh the other guy so yeah it took me a really long time but in saying that though like just back to Bebo there do you remember you could have another half on Bebo so like yeah. there was this thing where somebody could be your other half it was really weird um and I asked him to be my other half my current boyfriend now and he was like, I don't know. I think we're kind of rushing into things a bit. It's like, really? Like, it was like having like a best friend, like pinned to the top of your profile. So you could, like, okay. yeah, it was, it, it was kind of more like a romantic thing rather than actually asking one of your mates to, to be your other half. It was just like a bit of progress in the relationship. I was just going to say, I guess like some, I think guys have a maybe guys, I don't want to put all guys, but like, putting a label on something sometimes I feel like they get weirded out by that like sometimes I'll be like I can say I love you but they're like I don't know if I want to be like girlfriend boyfriend and you're like (laughs) what is this this is insane like the last guy I was seeing he said we were it was five months he said we were exclusive and when I ended it he was like yeah I think that was good because I'm not sure if I was ready for you to be my girlfriend anyway and I was like wait I wasn't your girlfriend (laughs) I was like, I would have been dating other people. I'm not exclusive with someone that I'm not their girlfriend. It's been five months, you freak. But yeah, they get scared because they think girlfriend or commitment or whatever. They're like, they have this thing that they're going to, that it happens marriage straight away. And it's like. Or something like that. They feel trapped or like, yeah, like you said, commitment. Like all of a sudden, it's just a completely different role. They have so many different responsibilities as if they've been like promoted in a job or something like that, you know. That's yeah with less pay <laughs> or, or they're ruining all other opportunities by mm-hmm. being labeled something like that that you're I don't know I just feel like it's all it's really funny to see how guys squirm when you start <laughs> putting yeah. labels on stuff or and there's mixed signals it's yeah. so mixed yeah it's so because they could like tell you like their deepest secrets and tell you how amazing you are and stuff but then they don't want to refer to you as a girlfriend and for the girls anyway for my for me personally I just like having the girlfriend label because then I feel more relaxed in the relationship I'm like okay now I know for sure he's not banging other people and he actually likes me and that's all that's all I don't need anything more I'm not expecting them to like 
I don't know what they're what they think I expect all of a sudden then if their friends like have an impact on it like what their mates might think oh you're in a relationship now that's it now you're off the scene we'll never see it again or I don't know because it's older men as well I've dated older men and it doesn't seem to be like yeah. I think I think it's just something in them yeah that they're like oh well now I'll never get to fuck Beyonce or something you're like <laughs> you never had that option you fucking idiot just in case let's just hold off for a bit yeah <laughs> it yeah, is interesting I, it is really fast I mean I think I like listen or I'll talk to some um friends like that are younger that are dating and they're all on the apps and some of the messages that they get I'm like, oh my God, this is so confusing and awful to deal with where they're like, I don't know if this guy likes me because he'll like text me that we should hang out. And then when I'm like, I'm ready to hang out, he's like, oh, I'm busy. And then I'm in the neighborhood. Let's get drinks. And then she's like, oh, I can't. But how about Monday? And he's like, well, we'll see. Like he, Mm -hmm. you can never, it's never on their time. And then they're, I was like, of course it's confusing because it's like they're reaching out to you so you feel like they're interested, but then they're never like committing to anything. That's like one thing I've, I'm glad I've missed out on being in a relationship so long that I don't have to deal with that back and forth, back and forth, not knowing where you stand and it's brutal. You're both lucky in regards to, because um, you're both in cities. And I feel like single women experience this worse in cities because the guys who move to cities are kind of, they have a name for it here, like Peter Panning, I believe it's called. Is that right, Sarah? <laughs> I love that? it. I love that all these terminologies for everything, like haunting, ghosting. Uh. <laughs> it's so, I just heard it on another podcast. An American girl was saying Peter Panning and I was like I never it's but it is and the other thing is they have so much option because there's so many hot successful women that they're like why would I um you know yeah they just it's room to yeah it's it's really like my I have a a friend who's gay and he would be on Grindr like you know the app Grindr and some of the shit like get that gets sent to him it's like whoa like that's just a whole different world like anything goes and I'm like imagine a guy sending stuff like that to a girl it just be like borderline like nearly sexual harassment like yeah. it's just an all different world isn't it with different a different set of rules like it's that's so true yeah. I remember my when I first came over here like my first New York gay friend and he was showing me stuff and he was and he was just like like he said they open with penises and he was disappointed if they don't <laughs> open with penises I was like oh my god <laughs> And very open communication, like, oh, I can't meet up with you tonight. I'm meeting up with someone else. And that's perfectly fine. Like, it's much more... Um, or yeah. like they're married or they have kids and stuff and, and they haven't, like, come out and it all has to be, like, so hush-hush. It's like, oh, my God. Especially people that would be from the same area that you live in. And it's, like, so anonymous and stuff. It's, like, a, a whole underground thing going on there. Yeah. I also heard that they deal with a lot more, like, I want to say not like racism, but very like strict, like nor- no short guys. I don't want to date Asians. And then they can just be overtly like out there like that. And I was like, oh, that's that sounds problematic. <laughs> yeah. Like you call like big lads, like bears. I was, like, you stole the words out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and they put them in the bio like no bears. <laughs> or some of them are like, they. that's like a sexual fetish. It's like, I like bears. Like one of my friends, he's like, He's not even overweight. He's just like slightly bigger. And I was just saying to him the other day, I was like, Gee, you'd kill it with gay men. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's funny because a woman wouldn't say that. She wouldn't be like on her bio, I just like chubbier men, please. Thank you. Or maybe she would. I I don't know. I wouldn't be so well, I mean, Yeah. Like with it, then it's like, it would get really, I suppose, imagine um a guy putting in his bio, I don't like big girls. Like that would kind of get a bit controversial then, wouldn't it? And we're like, well, if a girl can say she doesn't like big guys, can a guy say he doesn't like big girls or vice versa with skinny girls or skinny guys and stuff? Yeah. Well, like, I know um, short men get heavily discriminated on on um, the dating apps. It's yes. a big problem. Yes, <laughs> I have it set. I have it set to no lower than five foot. As uh, what am I? Five foot seven. Five foot seven. Just, yeah, I don't want him shorter than me. Yeah, I know. So how are we any better than when guys are like, I don't want a certain girl that? <laughs> it's really weird. I think it's fine for them to say that. I do too. My, because yeah, a friend of mine, he was dating this girl and he really gets on great with her, great, great personality match, but he just wasn't attracted to her. And he said, I feel really bad about this, but I just, I'm really attracted to bigger arses. And he felt, and he was going through this turmoil. And I was like, that's fine. If that's what you're attracted to, I was like, I'm attracted to taller men. And you just, you are attracted to what you're, to you're attracted to. That's, there's no yeah. problem. Like, and he felt guilty for that. I was like, it's fine. If that's what you I want. I don't know what I was. I don't know whether I'd be able to point it out to that face. Well, I don't <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably have to just be like, look, I don't think there's a spark here. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him not to say that to her. Don't be like, I need you to get a fatter arse. <laughs> Jesus, the poor girl. But wouldn't it be nice to know on those dating apps to the guys that don't want to date overweight girls, they like, good to know. Because then I know him as a personality trait now yeah. as well. Yeah. And then you can completely avoid them at all costs. It's shallow, isn't it? yeah it is and look um, I I don't know as a woman I feel like we're raised more to be less shallow in regards to like Disney well no that's not true well I just feel like I've been brought up on a lot of romance movies so I'm all about like personality if that makes sense I definitely agree like I think if a guy um is too vain I think that's very unattractive but I think if he has a really good sense of humor and you know you might just be a six out of ten like that wouldn't bother me like you really wouldn't um i like what did you say beauty is only skin deep it's so true i mean look well no i was just gonna say it, it is true but sometimes when you i've i've gone out with guys that i wouldn't be attracted to but i've been like oh they seem so nice and then they still kind of turned out to be dickheads as well so yeah i was gonna say that like that's why you know I don't know when guys are like girls only want like a certain or attractive thing. I always say that like for like at least dress well. If you're not on the attractive level, (laughs) have a little bit of flair because that will like totally boost you up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I'm always like invest in a nice jacket and don't look like a slob when you show up. And I feel like that will help you out so much more. I think confidence is a big thing as well like if you don't like necessarily if you're extreme if you're not extremely attractive like I think confidence makes a massive difference as well yes I agree with you I've one friend and he eats up ladies like I don't know that sounded weird that's not a good thing (laughs) I mean he gets non-stop ladies and he's not attractive at all but he's just so confident and he says the right thing and he does the right thing and you're like okay well like confident and he's funny look he's one of the funniest people I know so that's that's it if you're funny and yeah you're yeah I think for women funny is a big thing and I think a lot of men struggle with that because then they try to be funny maybe when they're not and it's like you that's okay if you're not as well don't try to fake it just use your other qualities like be nice and stuff like that but mostly I hear women say they want they want to have 
a bit of a laugh. Yes. Or someone, yeah, someone fun or also someone that's like interested or likes hanging out with you. Yeah. Mm. Cause I'll, I've dated guys that don't give a shit. I just, I just like what you said, once you can maintain a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause the last guy I was seeing, he's lo- like, he's just a lovely person, but, um, I did kind of think a few times like, oh, I have to uphold the conversation. And I just think that's something we don't match on because he's very interesting and stuff like that. And it was great the first while. But, you know, when you get out of that kind of little honeymoon and then you're like, actually, we don't have a lot um, to to chat about. uh, And uh, yeah, that's really important to be able to to just banter. I that's huge for me. I yeah. Yeah. Well, it's brutal. I dated a guy that I thought was like probably one of the more attractive guys I've ever dated, but the conversation was just not interesting. Yeah. That it just killed it. I was like I and I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> I finally felt like I got a guy that was like super attractive <laughs> and then I was like not into him. It's always so good to be true, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I know. It's sad, like the hottest guy I ever dated, and I've said it on the podcast before, but he didn't believe in space. So you're like, I can't even, we can't even converse. Did he believe the earth was flat as well? He what? Did he oh, the earth was flat? maybe, who knows? He had all these like theories about like food and milk and oh, he, okay. <laughs> the podcast listeners have heard a lot about him because he's this guy we call Boris, <laughs> but he, I don't know if I've actually said this on the podcast, but one time he told me it was a, because he, he was always pressuring me if I wanted to have kids one day. And I don't know. And we were only together a few months. So it was very stressful. But he said, yeah. um, he brought up one day randomly, women who don't breastfeed is assault. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> so very strong. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Anyway, very hot though. Very hottest person in the world. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like... <laughs> How did he, how did his family ruin that? Like he could have had an amazing package and then he was just raised on bullshit. Yeah. That's crazy. Cause he was hot. He had a good, like a reasonably good job an apartment and just, you know, he's very caring at the start, you know, so caring and like lovely, but then it turned into like possessive and it's like, ah, and then mm. as well, his, his, uh, you know, conspiracy beliefs and, and strong beliefs on, on, on women and what they should do. But it's obviously his parents, you know, I don't know. There's yeah. some, there's some story there that I didn't stick along, uh, stick along with to find out. But I know it's not yeah. sad when you're like someone ruined you. Ah, oh. yeah. yeah, it really is. Like that. Yeah, that would be a big ball buster now. To be honest, I mean, like, again, like someone really attractive, and then they open their mouth, and it's like, oh well, it was good while it lasted. <laughs> I know you because you can't take them out any you're like the whole reason for you to be hot is so I can show you off but like <laughs> you sound so stupid in public <laughs> so embarrassing I know I I dated this really hot guy and he was a uh, he was from Ireland and then all the American girls when they met him would kind of fawn off over him because um he was like super hot his dad's from Jamaica and his mom was from Ireland and then he had a Northern Irish accent so they were just like oh my god but then he would get plaster drunk and say like really mean stuff like trying to be funny you know where Irish people banter but then it's like too much like he was roasting them and I was like I can't take you out you're making people cry (laughs) oh like I have had friends who have like gone guys and you know they're grand when like they're sober and then when they get drunk and you just have to be careful what you say around because get so I suppose um offended very easily 
they just take things up wrong you can't it's like walking on eggshells every time yeah. we have a couple of drinks it's just that it's not a nice atmosphere to be around and because they're your best friend or friend um it's hard to kind of pull them up on it you know because they're like infatuated with this guy so yeah it's a cash especially the infatuation like I I was so infatuated that a bunch of the guys had to like sit me down and they were like telling me that they're going to buy me this book like a self-help book and I had to write what I wanted in a guy but they were like this is you can't be bringing this guy out like <laughs> this guy sounds awful that your I, friend made you get a self-help book <laughs> I think so <laughs> I think though if your friends are like red flags red flags I definitely think you should listen to them because they're seeing, they're seeing it from an outside perspective, you know. Um, if they're good friends, not yeah. jealous friends. Um, but yeah, I definitely think you should take note of, of what they say and what they can see from standing outside looking in. Yeah. Are your parents, like, with if you have a good relationship with them, but I'd always tell my dad, like, stuff that's going on. And he's always right. He's just like, because he knows me and they know you. If you have a good relationship or someone you have a good relationship, if it's a best friend or a cousin and you're, I'm, I never take the advice. I'm always like, nah, you don't know. And then a month later, yeah. I'm like, you knew. <laughs> or you're making up excuses for them. You're like, no, that was just a once off and they're not usually like that. I, yeah, that's kind of like getting into dangerous territory then, isn't it? That's the worst. Once you start making up excuses, that's when you know, like, you know. Yeah. Or when you feel like you can't, I, I think a big part also when you date somebody, it's like, they have to be able to mix with everyone that you hang out with nicely. I mean, they don't have to get along. They don't have to be like, you know, chummy, but, or be hit it off all the time. But I'm just like, I could take them to a party and I don't have to worry about them. You don't have to like literally sit on his lap for the whole party. Like you can just let them be. Yeah. That's the dream. A social butterfly, isn't that what they call it? <laughs> yeah. And even if they're not super sociable, but that they're like they're able to just be by themselves or pick yeah. on one person or like not insecure that they have to be following you around and stuff like that. Yeah. So I am. Um, I find with my boyfriend when I go to comedy gigs and um, say if I'm on the lineup and stuff, like he's a chef, so he's not used to being in these environments where there's like a lot of comedians in you know the backstage room and they're all talking about oh how was your set and you know any gigs coming up and he's just standing there and he's like so does anyone ever have lobster for dinner <laughs> like, he just doesn't know what to say yeah <laughs> he just doesn't know what to say to them and he gets kind of uncomfortable but he tries for me but you can tell like it's just not his type of environment but he tries anyway so that's all that matters that's the main yeah. thing and you were dating him before you did comedy right so yeah so was he like super supportive when you decided because that's like a huge weird career that, that people are weird about you know they're, sometimes they're not very supportive because they're like oh it's so hard to make it and stuff yeah exactly and just if Sarah wasn't aware I started off on Facebook making videos um, just kind of literally taking the piss out of certain stereotypes in Ireland and in my neighborhoods and you know they did really well people could relate to them a lot because everyone knew someone like that and then I started to kind of progress then onto stage and in clubs and stuff because I already had a fan base so those people would come and see me but um, I was lucky in that sense because I didn't have to start off in clubs and build my way up I built yeah online so yeah in Ireland like so 
that's how I started and he was there like I went to college and I studied advertising and marketing so I did internships and stuff like and he seen me graduate from college he seen me graduate from uh, school and then I just ended up going off and being a comedian so yeah it was really good <laughs> <laughs> well, like? yeah um, well, his friends used to kind of like take the piss out of me. Like, I love his friends. Like, we all get along great. But they kind of like thought it was just a flash in the pan type of thing when I started doing comedy and they couldn't really take me seriously. But look who's laughing now. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that's the same for everybody as well when they start doing comedy that their friends are a bit like, what is going yeah. on? I remember someone saying to me, I didn't know you were funny. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, it is because I think a lot of comedians, um, well, me myself anyway, I would be very introverted. Whereas when I'm on stage, I'm very extroverted, and I'm actually I'm extroverted around people that I know. Yeah. But yeah. In public settings, and I'm around people I don't know. I'm very introverted. I'm like really shy, and people are quite shocked when they meet me after mm-hmm. shows, and they're like, "They're really quiet in person." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, if I was like." what I was on stage 24 7 I'd be a psychopath you know (laughs) (laughs) I know it's the same like sometimes when I'm uh, working but when I used to work behind the bar like I could be serving guys all the time be regulars and then a co-worker will just be like oh did you know are you going to Katie's comedy show or something they'll be like I had no idea you're a comedian you haven't been funny the whole time and it's like well I don't have to I'm just like this is me just my normal personality you know and then are you going early isn't it yeah yeah Yeah. and just just think of the guy that or the girl that's like the funny one in the office is kind of the most obnoxious person that mm-hmm. you've ever met. So whenever someone's like, I didn't know that you were funny, you're like, good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because even like when I'm working in the bar, there'll always be every time uh, there'll be these guys who are telling jokes or stories, but loud enough for the whole place to hear. And you're like, oh, they should probably just do an open mic or something. And then they'd be probably yeah. nicer person to be around maybe because they're just striving for that attention whereas any good comedians I know they're not like that they're not if they're just naturally funny they're naturally funny but they're not like you know yeah they're listening (laughs) I find that's why certain people fit the MC profile better than like actual stand-up comedians because there's a guy from Liverpool and he's like really, really grown like now as profile is huge just from videos of him in a really popular comedy club in Liverpool. And I went to see him, he came over to Dublin and he just, he was, he got famous from just literally um, segments of him in that club, just like laying into people in the audience. Like, I mean, like really like laying into them, making an absolute show of them, like embarrassing them. But his whole show when he came over to Dublin was just him doing that. And I got boring after a while. It was like, can you just tell us some jokes now? Like, it's a whole show. It just, yeah, it wasn't really great. Like, it just got a bit boring after a while. Yeah, like, yeah I think crab work is only fun for about five minutes to de-escalate a situation and then move on. I want to hear about, like, I didn't come here to hear about the person in the front row of their life. Like, I want to yeah. <laughs> yeah, hear your point of view. Yeah, I completely agree. And Sarah, you met uh, your husband in comedy. Yes. Oh, no way. Is he a comedian? He's a comedian. Yeah, I, he lived two blocks away from me. So I kept it really, that's my dating (laughs) radius is I don't like to go far. I don't want to work hard. (laughs) Did did you meet him on Tinder then? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I actually, he was dating somebody else when I met him and 
um, his friend I knew from Houston. Um, and then they, they lived in the same apartment two blocks away. So that's how I started. I met Joe really. Yeah. And like, would you help each other with uh, material and stuff? Or do you just kind of like not interfere or, you know, have opinions on it? I think what the only way the the way that we'll help each other with material is if we're talking or sharing like a story and we're unaware of it being that like funny or weird, we'll be like, that's really interesting or funny. You should try to maybe do that as a bit, but we don't really sit down and I think our approaches are very different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think many two comedians are the same. Um, Like my boyfriend sometimes sometimes tries to have opinions on my jokes, and I'm like, yeah, there's a reason you're not on the stage, you know? It's off- yeah, I think I I've had I knew another like a female comic, and her boyfriend said gave her critique, and I just was like, I know it was coming from a good place, but I think it, it she didn't like it, and then when I heard it when she was telling me the story, I was like, oh, I think I would be upset. Yeah, they don't understand. Like they don't understand the system behind telling a joke. Um. Yeah, I, I do. I do be the same. Like it's just you don't understand. It's really like an instinct more than anything, isn't it? To be a comedian. Yeah. yeah. And people think because they go to shows and they watch and they laugh and they're like, oh well, I know what to laugh at. And it's like, no, you don't know. That. Like this is thing that you know takes us years to craft and to to write. Yeah. yeah that I really don't like when when a person and because as well sometimes they might critique you on a set that you're already beating yourself up over that one joke so I'm like I'll murder you don't you think that I'm I'm professional enough to know what joke didn't fucking work you dope so yeah you know that's the worst thing I think about being a comedian is how badly you beat yourself up after a show like I've never cried after a show only once because it was absolutely soul destroying but it's hard to switch off (laughs) It's it's really hard to switch off, especially, you know, and the people in the audience probably enjoyed it, but you just thought to yourself, I definitely could have done better and I know I have done better. So yeah, it's 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 kind of an internal battle sometimes being a comedian. Yeah. Oh, it's I, awful. Yeah, that's something I've been like really like the past year, been like just try and enjoy it as much as possible and not beat myself up. Like I'll say this quote, this is I say it in everything and every day in like every aspect of my life. But if I start to beat myself up, I'll just be like, just be nice to yourself. There's no point. Because you know, it really yeah. is we we can be way too hard. I definitely think that's a common trait in comedians that you're just really hard on yourself. And maybe it makes us better comedians, I don't know. Like um makes us walk harder and stuff, but like you said with that saying there. There's another one, um, talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend if they were in that situation, you know? So I try to live by that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always doing that to myself because, you know, like I'll date shitty guys and then if Tori, she's like my best friend, if she calls me about some shitty guy, I'm like, get rid of him. What are you doing? You deserve so much better. And then I'm like, why don't, why don't I say this shit to myself? It's really, I think I that's know. the best. Yeah, yeah. it's a catch-22. Like I, I always get my boyfriend always says to me, why don't you engage with the crowd more? And I'm like, that's just not me. Like I'll say one or two things, but my style is not going into the crowd. It's, you know, scripted. Um, yeah. It's, so I hate when people say that to me, it's like, you don't understand that every comedian wants to lay into the audience. You know, it's yeah. sometimes it's just a preference. They also don't realize that's like saying, why don't you sing on stage? Like, Cause I fucking can't <laughs> like they just, but they just yeah. people don't realize. <laughs> yeah sometimes it's a skill it's a skill to be able to just like be off the cuff you know yeah oh yeah I, I had someone recently be like oh why don't you do that because I I 
genuine like I like talk about dating and then it would kind of go into sex stuff but like it's never too blue but it does kind of just what I like talking about and someone was like would you not think about not talking about sex and I'm like no this is oh go, like go you're go. interested in yeah I think yeah, sex is funny that everyone can relate to as well yeah and then just because I came late to life to a lot of like sexual awake awakenings like so I'm like this is new to me you know I'm like ooh, orgasms <laughs> yeah it's a different perspective I don't it's it really weird when somebody tells you what you should be doing on stage or that <laughs> like I think it's absolutely insane you're like I'm gonna talk about what I want to talk about yeah and it's like you know we're we're all doing something right but come here to me I want to ask you this before I forget it a lot of people would always tell when I started comedy over in New York a lot of people would be like oh whatever you do don't date comedians and obviously you're married to a comedian was there like that thing where people were like oh don't shit where you eat or were you quiet about it at the start just like was there any worries (laughs) I I feel like I've always dated comics and I never I don't have a problem with it I think it's just natural uh I don't see anyone else outside of stand-up so how am I going to meet other people? Also, stand-ups get it. They get that you go out every night and that's your job. And they, I like, if Joe gets a gig and we had something planned, I'm always like, go do the gig. Like, I don't care. Like, at yeah. least if it's paid. If it's, like, something like, I don't know, a bar show, I'm like, oh, we could cancel that. <laughs> like, you don't have to show up to that. But, um. I think as long as you end it amicably or you can always move to a new scene. That's what I've done. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally moved to a new city after me and my, after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend in Ireland. So I'm always like, "Mm, I'll just go slow with comedians. I really like New York city. Wait, you moved to a new scene from where? From Austin. Well, no, I was in Houston, but I lived in LA for a brief moment and I was in a long-term relationship with a guy out there and we're still friends to this day, but like, I was just really unhappy there. And I think it was just easier if I moved back to Houston and just worked on stand up out there. And then I was away from him. I think he would have had a harder time. I don't know why, but I feel like guys have a harder time with dating a comic than girls do. I, yeah. I think they don't want to hear sex or jokes about them on stage where I don't care. I don't give a shit if you had a bit about me on stage look well guys in general don't I think I think that's something that I'll struggle with for the future is that a lot of the guys I've done jokes about have I've ran it by them and they're fine because I've dated a lot of narcissists they don't care but I do work think <laughs> you know they're like whatever I was really passive aggressive I've taken a lot of narcissists <laughs> well like and it's not like that's so awful I've dated some great guys as well who but like a lot of them I maybe it's like an American thing where they're like I don't give a shit that's great yeah say what you want about me on stage like and then they kind of enjoy it but I'd always like I know that there's like nice or maybe guys who'd be like oh I don't want her talking about my dick and I'm like I'm not going to that's not yeah I'll ask you at least before if there's a funny story <laughs> but I'm not gonna be like who even wants to hear that like I'm not gonna <laughs> you know and you'll know if something really funny happens to us or really bizarre you can be like like my ex Boris that's not his real name by the way that's his coding but he asked me specifically not to say something on the podcast and I still haven't um I don't think <laughs> no I haven't <laughs> but you know what I mean if you ask me I'm not going to like they, they need to know that they can they can that we respect them as well to a certain extent yeah I yeah. think like you said it's it's, it's light hearted I mean unless you're like going up there and you're like 
being very malicious and stuff like that but like it, unless it's an ex but um i i've often done gigs where my boyfriend and his family have been there like you know big shows that would be kind of like um a milestone to me and i've literally talked like about our sex life embarrassing him in front of his family like and i just love that like and everyone in the audience <laughs> are aware that his family are there so it's even funnier do you know what i mean yeah and that's the thing we have to as we have to be able to be with people who are secure and able to laugh at themselves but yeah. for the podcast listeners you dating someone who's a comedian also relates to them as well because I feel like now people are only going to be able to date co-workers going forward with the pandemic because people are going to be back in work quicker than they're going to be out at bars so I think that's something like a lot of people would say don't shit where you eat but I I've always shot where I ate you know, but I'm also Me too. I'm also <laughs> into like have sex with your friends. <laughs> because like ultimately your partner is supposed to be your friend and it's supposed to be a good foundation like that. But like I think it works if you're not an asshole yeah. or you're not like two psychotic people, then I think it can work. Maybe an office would be different. I don't know, because I cannot run into a comic for at least six months. Yeah, and be in the true. same scene yeah it would be really awkward if like things ended badly and like you have to go and work with that person for eight hours a day in a small office like so i don't think i'd be in myself <laughs> i've actually quit quit a job because of that so never mind actually <laughs> yeah well i was at a bar i broke up I, I broke up with him and then i quit i didn't go back i was just like i can't even deal with it because he, I just was just like I just I don't like this job that much and I don't he got really angry now we're actually friends since a few years later you know um and he's actually a lovely lad he just handled it bad and I think it was a shock you know he, it was abrupt but um yeah. and I did it over the phone while I was in Ireland so um <laughs> but yeah so then I just I just texted the job and I was like no nah, I'm not coming back I can't deal with that right now <laughs> they were like okay. I know well when people are like oh I don't take comics I just feel like I'm like, why are you limiting your dating pool? Because it's already hard enough to find people anyway that are a good fit. So I feel like you should just keep all your options open and never like, you know, limit yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What will be will be, I think. Um, like, do you believe in that, um, you know, what's meant to be will be and if they don't, they don't cross your path for no reason and stuff? Me too. Yeah yeah you can't force it and it's nice to think that way because then like it's a great clutch I say that you know like even with the last guy I was seeing I kept being like oh was it right to end it but then I'm like actually if it was meant to be it would be and that's just so it's an easy way to kind of move past your your overthinking I feel yeah like I had a friend who was going out with a guy for five years and they lived together and she was like really kind of pressuring him because she was into her 40s and she was really pressuring him about marriage and stuff like that. But he was just like, I don't think I ever want to get married. And she just didn't like that. And he kind of was just couldn't understand the fact that why do we have to put like a ring on each other's finger to prove what we mean to each other? But they ended up separating and then he got engaged to someone else. Of course. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard those stories as well before. That seems to happen a lot. Yeah, I yeah. definitely think there was more than we don't need to put a ring on each other's finger. So, yeah, we just don't need to put a ring. We actually don't need to put a ring on each other's fingers because, yeah, that, and it's usually quick after. I had a friend similar thing as well, and he was married like within yeah. nine months. 
Well, I would be hurt now. I, I think I would be hurt if that was me. You'd, you would really start kind of looking at yourself in the mirror and being like, what did I not have that this person does, you know? Yeah. Well, I would also just be mad at him for like, he should have broken up with her. Yeah. Clearly he wasn't that into her like yeah. that. I and I would be mad at him for stringing her along for that long. Yeah, yeah, it was all. It was nearly like a comfort blanket. Like looking back now, yeah. that, you know, just someone there that he had, and then when he found something better, then he like moved along. So yeah, yeah. like I, I always said, me and my boyfriend don't live together, but we will be moving in next month. Um, because we got together fairly young. We were only like sixteen. So, uh yeah like we always said we would only ever get married if we lived together first because i don't think you really know someone until like you you live with each other mm. like someone inside out you know well mm. i practically do know i'm inside out but just for security, <laughs> for security. no is that exactly like there's things that are going to come out and habits and that you just couldn't even imagine so oh yeah well did you hear like i think divorce rates really high right now during pandemic like people have broken up because of pandemic because you're hanging out all the time <laughs> I know and that's really hard like I feel sad for the people who do break up because after the quarantine you're going to go back to your normal life because that's that's no one should be expected to be okay with someone 24 fucking 7 like no. that's yeah. not that's yeah. not possible like me and my sister would kill each other if we were together 24 7 you know like that's and especially in small in city life where it's apartments and you can't like at least if you had like a farm or something or a bit of space on your land you can go for a little walk or something but that's not I feel sorry for the people who do divorce because if they could kind of just I don't know that probably wouldn't happen if it wasn't for the pandemic but maybe maybe for some people maybe or like couple to run a business together you know like that you're going into work together you're going home together um I know that would be like really like strain and I think on a relationship um I, I actually don't know many relationships that have worked like that it, like, like at least you and your husband you're comedians but you would probably be in two different places all the time and um, oh yeah he's going on a gig tonight and I'm looking forward to it that I get to stay home <laughs> yeah. yeah like I, I don't know how people walk together go home together wake up together it was just psychotic again yeah and would you guys have any advice uh for kind of keeping the their long-term relationship going because you're both very in very long-term relationships um well don't expect everything to be you know linear for the whole 12 years like there will be ups and downs like we broke up loads of times you know maybe for very short periods but I mean we didn't see anyone else but yeah like it's not going to be plain sailing I'll put it that way and it's what makes you stronger yeah yeah um I don't know I always say I don't like do stuff together Mm. I mean check in with each other I think Joe and I if we realize that um say if I'm on my phone all the time I'm like I gotta put this down and like (laughs) (laughs) like be there mentally for him I I'll uh watch myself on that or like if we realize that we haven't seen each other all day or like or a week or so, we'll just be like, hey, we'll like make a time to like hang out or yeah, be on the same page. I think that helps rather yeah. than like falling, you know, like drifting apart. 
And I think as well, it's very important that if you're going through anything, you know, you've had a really bad day at work that you can come home and they're going to listen to you because if they find you to be, I suppose, a pest or like a burden, um, I don't think it's going to work long term. Like you, you need and vice versa. I think you need to make time to listen to your, your partner and their problems. It's not all about, about you and what goes on in your world. Yeah, that's great advice. That's so true. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I hate listening to his problems. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes tune out, but I'm just like, mm, mm. yeah. <laughs> I, want... I call it emotional dumping. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. I just want to. I literally said this to my friends yesterday. I was like, I the main thing I want in a boyfriend is someone who just listen to me because, yeah, because you feel like with your friends you don't want to burden them, but someone who's like who loves you, you can be like, here, look, and it's just like someone called me a knob on. Um, on in in tiktok and like who cares people call you people call you shit at all all the time but i guess because i clicked on her name and she had an irish profile so i wasn't expecting that and then and it's not again it's not a big deal but i would love to have had a boyfriend just be like someone called me a knob and for them just be like you're not oh, uh, yeah you know those yeah, kind of things. Know. so nice like i think um between me and my boyfriend he's very uh he's like the realist in the relationship so, you know, when I start planning things like two or three months down the line, he's like, we literally only have today. And you're like, why are you planning like, you know, three months in advance? We could be all dead tomorrow. And I'm like, can I not get excited about something? You know, he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just live in the now. Like it's sometimes that can be a bit annoying. Yeah. And what about like, if you don't mind me asking like sex life stuff, do you ever have to like spice it up or are you just like... I don't know. I have never been in longer than three years and the sex life died pretty much six months before that. So <laughs> uh, well, I do feel like sometimes you go into these slumps of like, um, I don't know, for me, as I got older, I feel like I'm not as would you would say horny. <laughs> Sexually active. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you're like, but you do realize how important sex is, is for the relationship. And I think sometimes I deal with depression that I realize I don't ever like to go and do things, but once I'm in the middle of it, I like it. So I do have to not like force myself to have sex, but I do re- tell myself like, this is for us and like, it's yeah. important. Yeah. And we do, we do switch it up. That's good. Yeah. I actually remember watching a video on TikTok. Some videos are actually very informative, some pages. And there was one girl who she was like, is it just me or am I like the only girl in the world that sometimes just doesn't like sex? She's like, sometimes I would just go months without it and it would not bother me. And I was like, I think, you know, a lot of girls would go through that type of um, phase, whether they're in a relationship or not. Yeah. yeah you're wrong but. no 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 I agree with you because I think I'm like crazy horny person but um <laughs> like I love I love sex and I love uh but it's fun yeah but I could go month I could go a year with maybe only having had sex with one person but I still like think about it and like it but I'm not like not to the point where like I'm perfectly happy not having it either and just like masturbating or whatever but I'm not like I need to go bang people I'm just and and even if I have it that once a year that actually could be a bit of a disappointment because I could be like ah actually I would have been better alone so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah I think girls are very we're it's there's I've heard that a lot from some of my friends as well or just yeah that they get in periods where they're just not 
in the mood and it could be just stuff going I think, on there. I think what happens when that does happen um is to not go into that slump because um you know because you're in a relationship sometimes I think um whether it be your boyfriend that feels like that or you that feels like that they might just let it go because they think oh well maybe this is just part of a relationship now or together so long and maybe this is how it's supposed to be but I think it's very important not to get into that slump and like Sarah said uh, you know switch things up and like you, you you might not be in the humor but once you do get into the middle of it you're like okay so you know it wasn't that bad <laughs> yeah orgasms are great <laughs> they are they're such a joy I can't believe I lived so long thinking I was orgasming and I wasn't <laughs> I couldn't believe it the first time orgasm I was like I've lied to all of these men <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah yeah sure yeah yeah I felt a tingle oh yeah I had an orgasm isn't that funny? And then you're when you do, you're like, oh, that's totally different than what I thought was happening. Because <laughs> you have know, like the, some guys like they find it very weird. They're like, what? Like women don't like. I think only like twenty percent of women or something do during it, and I think yeah. guys find that really weird. And it's like it's it's just the way women are built. Like it's don't take offense to it. There's other ways to to go about it, you know. <laughs> No, uh, I know that's, I think also like I have to be in the right mindset. So if I have a lot of obligations that day or a lot of times if we're like a 30 minute window and I was like, <laughs> we can't do 30 minutes because then we have this time crunch and then we get all in our heads about it. And then both parties don't orgasm <laughs> and then we're weirded out by it. We're like, what was that? I know it's like, it's like a anticlimax, like you yeah, I don't like that when it's when you put in this effort to something and you're not getting that. <laughs> it's really depressing then because you're just getting you're not getting the happy feeling. And you're yeah, like, I, I know. Yeah, planet as well. It's not the same. I I just think spontaneous all the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was I don't. Get... I don't mean like walking down the road and someone just jumps out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your boyfriend's just like boo. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, God, I don't know. I think I do remember with the long term boyfriend, like buying like sexy, like trying to spice it up. Cause I, I also had gone off the pill and I'd been on the pill and I started to feel like really unattracted to him, but I had read up that sometimes that affects it. I don't know. Maybe it was just also I just started being unattracted to him, but I do remember going to like Ann Summers and getting like crotchless underwear and us like because we lived together and us like then going on a, a night to like a hotel and like being like let's have sex on that chair or you know so like it was only like little things but that was very different for us so or like handcuffs we did like the tie and stuff you know eventually we broke up but if we were meant to be <laughs> together that probably would have you know yeah I definitely think trying it at least before you end and what do you think about like because you've had a few relationships like what do you think about like sending like pictures and stuff like that like would you be very um I suppose vigilant like would you not have you done it and like would you know who to trust yeah like I have done it only to two guys and I trusted them because and it wasn't my vagina I'm not sending anybody my vagina okay. yeah <laughs> it's, never gonna, it's never gonna look good <laughs> like no I no. just don't I don't know that's too much um I wouldn't even know how to send it but I've sent like one where I oh this is so embarrassing I said this is a <laughs> this is a Boris and I do trust him just because he had no friends and he doesn't trust the internet so he had like no social media so it's not like 
Uh, yeah, and I even still, even even if it did, it was a very tasteful, classy photo. I don't really mind. And who's he going to send it to? Even if I got successful, I'd be like, ah, I don't care. Um, but this is a nice picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I looked up. I researched how to take sexy, classy photo, and um, and went onto this website. And then I took. I'd say there was probably about fifty like outtakes before, but it was like you yeah. could see my boobs and my hand was over my vagina. So it was very like it was very. I I, I lost it now. I don't know where it is. But um, and I couldn't resend it to the next guy because I moved to new apartments, so he'd kind of know it was recycled. Yeah, um and then the, with the last guy I was seeing I sent one of my boobs just because he's like pretty innocent like he you know I don't know he's like he would never ask for it and he'd never sexted before and I knew he didn't sex before because he was kind of bad at it so um I just like it when they're kind of not like I would never if a guy's like show me a picture I'm like you're never getting one now. I would be very vigilant if a guy said that yeah because then you're just like he probably has a, like a fucking album with like loads of random girls yeah. like that would just freak me out and your boobs is like everybody's seen boobs, no big deal. Like, do you know, I'm like, I don't yeah. care if that if that I mean, like you can open a biology book and see boobs. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I wouldn't care if my nudes were leaked. I just wouldn't want a video of me blowing somebody. Like that would be so <laughs> yeah. that to me, that's like embarrassing or for people to see me having sex. Like I don't want to have that like yeah that's the kind of too in, that's a bit too intimate I think yeah <laughs> well also I don't even want to see myself because I like I get really into it and I'm it's like I float away and I'm just I don't care about my face and stuff like that but that's because I yeah. don't know what I look like I never want to see because I'm sure my face is fucking mental like just and I wouldn't be able to <laughs> orgasm then if I knew what I looked like and yeah, I think ignorance is bliss. I don't need to see a yeah. fucking video of me like trying to the hop on. Top. Have like loads of mirrors in their room and stuff. Like, oh, that just, oh can't. Like, can't. I can't. And like no. a mirror on their ceiling. Do you ever see people who like put mirrors on their ceilings? Like that's. I turn around and walk out. I'd be like, see you later. This is not. Fair. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't date a guy that had a mirror on his ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I did like Boris had like window mirrors all across one because it was like a it came with the apartment now it wasn't his thing but like a what are they called like you know those presses that are mirrors like wardrobes wardrobes thanks she's sliding wardrobes yeah sliding wardrobes <laughs> and I do remember like once looking over and just being like oh this looks ridiculous you know and just seeing them just be like banging you you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you're just critiquing everything you're like this is not like what the magazines say it's no everyone's airbrushed and you're like we're just like two ugly people (laughs) fucking right now (laughs) yeah it's just not possible that's funny actually because when I was looking up the I love you research um they were just saying again so even about like we're talking about sex but like how romanticized it is in movies and some guy said actually like the, the romance movie should come after I love you because that's when all the work is and stuff and I was like oh that's lovely anyway just wanted yeah. to share that when I thought about that because it is true like movies and everything it just ruins us for everything oh I was just gonna say that like I remember I uh, was in a long-term relationship and then I got out when I was 30 and that's when I moved here and I just remember when I started dating all of a sudden thing this thing switched guys wanted to come on your face <laughs> That was new, and I was like, "This has to be porn." Yeah, oh, that's what I was just about to say. I think that it sends out, um, I suppose, like the wrong message—not the wrong message, but like, um, high expectations. Mm-hmm. It gives guys high expectations, and it's like, 
those women are like paid to do that. They're yeah. <laughs> that way. Like, do you know what I mean? Half of them oh, aren't yeah. even like, you know, actually orgasm and like it's I I, pro- I promise this to any future lad. I do n- that's one thing I draw the line on is come on face. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want and that was actually an issue between the last no. guy I was seeing because he wanted to titty wank and I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but he wanted to titty wank and I said to him, Well, A, I don't have tits and B um, where would you come? Like, why are we going to tell you like, these things? Like, and then, and then like, literally, they're not, there's not, there's like little, they're a little, you know, a little, anyway. And then I, yeah. I, I just go, where would you come then? And he kind of got frustrated with me because he said I ruined the mood by saying that, like, where does, why does it matter? And I was like, because obviously you're going to come on my neck or my face. And I, yeah. well, I would not want that. And he was like, oh, that, yeah, but what, like, what's the big, you know, and he was just like, he was kind of frustrated by it, but I guess because I ruined his little fantasy, but like, I don't want cum on my neck or my face. <laughs> yeah, no. they get up and like shower. Then do you know what I mean? And it's like I can't like my my friend freed me up before when she said like she would just turn over and go to sleep with all of that in her body. And I'm like, so are you saying that like someone like squirted a lot of ketchup at you? You just like lie in bed and turn over? Like would you not just like wipe it off? <laughs> yeah, you have to wipe. Like I've had guys come on my back and like my stomach and all. I don't mind that. And like you know, I've got cross. I'm like, come on, Jesus, but. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, I wipe it off. I'm not like moisturizing my tits. <laughs> like, no, it's a, it just feels like a weird disrespectful thing. And if that's what you're getting off to, then I find that kind of I'm not into it. But I won't kink shame. There's probably girls out there that are into it, yes. and there's nothing wrong to it. But for me personally, I feel like why do you? I why can't I? If if you're gonna come on my face, like I want to do something to you that's equally degrading and then they won't let you <laughs> yeah like sit on your face sit on their face yeah. that's the thing guys like that too I've had guys but like sit on my face and I'm like I don't want to <laughs> really I'm like yeah. okay I, I, <laughs> I not, love sitting do you I I have done it I've done it a couple of times but uh yeah I'd rather just lie on my back while they eat me out but again yeah. you never know things change and you like maybe in a year or two I'll be like come on my face you know you just can't you just don't know yeah, yeah. you don't know and that's just be like the slogan for this podcast I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna tighten it come on my face and we'll see how many people will listen guys get weirded out because I know my other half got really weirded out when he heard that women like actually masturbate like he got really weirded out by that and like I don't know why because I just because I'm like his first relationship so he wouldn't have talked to a lot of girls about this but and even guys I went to school with like you know we were out one night and we were all catching up and like we got drunk and we all started talking about this type of stuff and like they were shocked to hear that like men aren't the only ones who do it and I was like yeah like this is this isn't just a trend now like this has been happening for years like the yeah. thing is, they should want because I, I I didn't masturbate because I I actually remember when I was fifteen the guys checking our fingernails and whoever had long nails they were like oh that's good that means you don't finger yourself so there was kind of like a shaming element for sure really? yeah yeah and I remember and again I even if I fingered myself now I wouldn't get anything from it like I just didn't know about how to work the clitoris and stuff well and like I didn't start masturbating until my mid twenties I think like it was after I moved here but the best thing I ever did. Uh, <laughs> such a happier, chiller person. Can't believe that. Like, change my personality. That's why you're only having sex once a year now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I got me. But um, no, that's yeah, empowering. Oh yeah, but you like that's the thing. You, you the guys should definitely want the girl to know her body because it makes it easier for them. That's it. Well, I think sometimes it's like 
an insult. Like that's the way I felt. Um, he took it. He was like, "What's wrong with me?" And I'm like, "There's nothing wrong with you." I was like, "You still like go off and do your own thing when I'm not around." So what's wrong with me doing it? You know, yeah, like exactly. I do it at least once a day, like. And we're not made the same. Like I, Jen, I, for me personally, don't be like thinking like, "Ooh, Zach Efron, that's just so unrealistic for me." I'm yeah. usually just like, I had a nice day and I'm just masturbating, and it's like clouds in my head or something. You know, it's not. <laughs> I like that chimpanzee banging the two things off the drum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like getting a good massage. I'm not usually thinking about sex or, yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, where you're like, how come we're not, I've, Beth Stilling, have you seen her special? She has like a funny joke about, like, girls are never offered a full release. Yeah. I'd and I that. feel like we should. <laughs> I'd pay extra. I'd be happy out. <laughs> And like that's the other thing is that like I when you were saying about uh, the lads getting offend- offended, hate that because I can only come with me masturbating during sex. I can't come any other way, and that's that's how it took Roger so long. Their life mm-hmm. um, and you know you're gonna have to just like well you're gonna have to get used to this because otherwise it's only gonna be you making the noises here, pals. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it was more like an ego thing. Like God love him, he's you know the nicest person you could ever come across. But I just think his ego is a bit kind of um put out place to think that am I doing something wrong like that's I yeah. think that's where he was coming from and I'm like no it's completely natural also as well you two are you're probably your first well I know you were with the other guy but yeah. that's like you haven't had loads of relationships where you find this out along like a lot of guys would find that out as they grow up you know with different girlfriends mm. and stuff so yeah so it's it's different literally the only two people like I've only ever done it with him and he's only ever done it with me so that's mm. amazing yeah not really it gets boring after a while but <laughs> well you think you're still together it's great <laughs> um, it gets go. boring the other way too so yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. having someone who knows your biology like for me anyway and again I haven't had that long term but I mean like yeah because if you're just having a bunch of guys who you're always trying to figure it out with actually I think it'd be nice to have one consistent partner that you can mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, it's nice because like if you have one bad uh, sex session or whatever, it's like whatever. We've had thousands. Yeah. Like they they can't all be good. So you don't. It, there's no pressure with it. If you have one bad, you're like it's whatever. Like we're not in our right mindset right now. So let's try again later. Yeah. Or if you were dating somebody and then that happened, you would be like, Oh my god, is this what it's gonna be like being with this person? Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, and you're more understanding about things and then you can laugh about things that maybe you wouldn't with a with a new partner, like your vagina fart or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is always the guy's <laughs> fault. Sorry. How many positions in five seconds do you want to do? What are you expecting here? Okay. <laughs> That's a very good point. I was just gonna say that that hasn't happened to me in a while, but it did happen with one partner uh, a while back. And he goes, I mean, it was the third time we were having sex, and he goes, "Don't worry, that happens all the time." And I was like, "I'm not worried, but thanks for that." <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, "Don't worry, it's fine." I'm like, "It's yeah, I'm fine. Thanks, I'm not, I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even a fart; it's just air vagina yeah um I better not take more of your time because uh it's been a while but please promote yourselves 
What was I have to say? Just where people can follow you, even though they're probably already following you because you have a huge following. But yeah, like, or is there okay. anything you want to promote? Anything coming up that the listeners can go find you at? Or? Um, not unless you live in Ireland. <laughs> um, I do have a couple of shows coming up, socially distant ones. Um, but you can go over to my social media pages, which is Giz a Laugh. So G-I-Z gives a laugh instagram and facebook and yeah you can find all uh content there and comedy content if you enjoyed me on the podcast if it's your first time finding out who i am this is probably the most person you'll ever get from me so <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and what about you sarah what's your instagram page um at Dalamash. that's just my first initial with my last name and it's for both instagram and twitter and then stream my album voluptuous boy on any one of the streaming services thank you guys so much for listening next week's guest will be the two johnnies you know if they're still able to do it by then um so please uh message me if you have any questions for them and uh yeah just dm me or uh, shoot us an email and just have a lovely week thank you so much and please rate review if you can if you have the time bye 